Hello to all our dads out there and moms. Welcome to another episode of the Fade You podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you are following Fade You on Twitter at Fade You Sports. And make sure you subscribe to the pod. Uh, we're starting to get more listens, and so that's very exciting. So even if you just subscribe and never listen to us, which I don't know why you would do that because we all have such amazing voices, please subscribe. That helps us out. Uh, we appreciate all your support. So my name is Matthew James. I have... Kmart with me, and I have Neil the Bucket Boy with me. This is episode 61, recording on August 5th, 2021, a Thursday. Kmart, how's your week going? It's going pretty good. Um, it's Friday. That's how I look at it. <laughs> might, might as well be the weekend, because Fridays at work are, I got a, I got it pretty down pat, so tomorrow's going to be a pretty chill day, and bring on... Two and a half day weekend. Must be nice. It is. It is. <laughs> Must be nice. And then I just get the dread Monday coming. Neil, are your Fridays at work also very chill? Fridays at work are chill, but this weekend will not be chill as it's the daughter's third birthday here. Oh boy. In three days. So we have a whole weekend of it'll be it'll be worse than work this weekend. <laughs> With so, setup wait, decoration. What? and wrapping and putting toys together it's 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 not my forte oh gosh what what's like the what's going on what's the itinerary so we are in sandy so we live in san diego we are going up to orange county where most of the family is uh we're hitting knott's berry farm and doing a whole knott's theme so we're staying at a in a snoopy room we're decorating the room we got family coming cakes and all and it's just a It'll be like birthday threw up all over the place. Kyle, you're kind of a child. I mean, that sounds like right in your wheelhouse. Oh, I know. I think I'm going to have to come and crash it. Just, you know, go on all the rides. But, you know, it's not my birthday. I, I, I can't take take away the attention for. We are going to use the same decoration for Kyle's birthday, though. <laughs> We're going to reuse the same the, a three-year-old's dec- birthday party decorations. We can I also reuse. Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> you know listeners out there should know we did that you know if you think that maybe we did that when kyle was like 11 no we did it a couple years ago when kyle was turning like 32 so <laughs> i think it was 33 we gotta find that picture and tweet it out so maybe for your birthday let's tweet that picture out yeah i think we should yeah <laughs> you, you, you and chuck just jiggling his butt off <laughs> Uh, you know the guy in the suit was like, "Who is this asshole?" <laughs> yep. Oh my god, that's our asshole. <laughs> oh my god! Before we get off the rails too much, uh, does anyone hate themselves enough to degen on the Hall of Fame game tonight? I mean, Kyle, I, I bet you do. I mean, I don't hate myself, but I mean, how how easy money could the Steelers be? I mean, Cowboys missing so many key pieces. It's easy money, right? Sure. Under's gone from 34 to 32 and a half. Let's play the over, right? Because Hall of Fame game always goes under. So might as well just reverse osmosis that game. 
So I don't know. I've seen some trends out there where it's it's kind of funny, but I think if you bet on the preseason, you definitely probably need to get shot with the cows because that's just nail. It's, it's, it's just there. There can't be any more of a coin flip game, in my opinion, than the preseason of guys playing one series, and then it's who the hell even knows who these guys are. Well, especially this game. I mean, this is the first it's the Hall of Fame game. These guys have been in camp for a week. Yeah. Neil, Neil, what would you say to someone who said that they were going to lay, they were going to bet money on Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins as a favorite in a preseason game? What would you say to that person? I'd say, I'll take your bet. Come, yeah, I'll take your action. Yeah. yeah, come find me. Yeah, come find me. I will take your action. I think that's probably the right my, answer. My, that might be worth the risk of you know having the feds come after me for illegal book bookmaking. <laughs> bucket boy dot cash money. <laughs> oh god! Because that, well, that, that person's probably also fine with like laying minus one fifteen on it. Also, probably it, what it, so I'll take I'll book that action all day long. So. Or or buying a half a point on I mean, a preseason that, game. Just play the money line at minus one thirty one thirty five. Yeah, it's what is the line? Minus two. Yeah, it's two. Yeah, God. Well, is it is it the the main crew? Is it Al and Chris? Do they try? Do they try ninety year old Al Michaels up there for the Hall of Fame game? I don't. It's a Fox game. Oh, it's Fox. Then so, I I think I saw that it was Fox. So I was I was actually wondering who was like like you said do, is yeah it's Fox like so is Aikman going to be. Yeah. The one, I mean, my it's a cowboy game. I mean, it's a cowboy game, so it could be. Oh. Was it Joe and Aikman? Is that what it is? Like, it's, it could be. I'm Joe. He's Troy. That yeah, it's them. I'm Troy. Like I didn't like. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. Get fired up for Mason Rudolph versus whoever's quarterback for the Cowboys. Like, I don't, I don't we know. all talk about it, but we all know that we're watching it. Yeah, we all know that we're still going to watch it because it's football tonight but yeah probably i'm watching the the gold medal match tonight sweden and canada that's got my attention screw the hall of fame game sport soaker oh okay women's gold medal match man i told you sweden can't wait they're going for it are you going to the harp to see your friend no no i'm gonna watch it at home i i don't really feel like going out and drinking Todd and I did enough okay, of that. Okay, okay, Grandpa. Yeah, I was gonna say you're a different person than the one I saw on Tuesday night by the by the campfire. That got a little silly. Oh yeah, but okay, hey, that was years in the making. People have no idea what what we're talking about. We should we should tweet the video out of <laughs> Pikachu. Yeah. Uh, let's just say that Pikachu was not resistant to fire. Because you, you died from the mouth of Charizard. Yeah. Fire blast. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I, you mentioned the Olympics. I, I haven't been able to do it. I, I've never been less interested in the Olympics than this year. I don't know if I'm alone. I don't know what the ratings are. But Kyle, have you, been, have you been watching much? Have you been betting on any of it? I just am so checked out. From the Olympics, it's not even not even on the outside of my radar. I've been on some soccer, uh, one match of women's volleyball, and then the other day I bet 
on Slovenia when they beat the hell out of Germany. So I don't know, like five bets. I got Sweden tonight. So nothing crazy because I just had a feeling it was going to be the way it was. Um, Americans showed in the pool, but on the on the track, it's been nothing but disappointment. Men's four by one hundred relay last night, three straight Olympics of just sheer disappointment. They at least got the stick around, but my God, to not qualify, it's I don't know. It, if it were any other Olympics, I'd probably, you know, be pretty pissed, but with everything going on, like I, I, I just want people who give a shit about the country uh, winning. So I, I don't know if that's, that's an issue with these guys. They're just out there for themselves, not for the country, but it's been a big letdown on the track in my opinion. Hmm. Neil, any Olympics action for you and the family? I, I listened to, some guys on various podcasts who are older and they talk about, man, when I was little back in the day, back in the seventies and eighties, it was such a family event to gather around the TV and watch the Olympic coverage at night. And I feel like here in 2021, that's just not, I don't know if it's because it's been become so corporate. There's a million commercials during the coverage. It's a so many time zones away. I don't know what it is. It just doesn't seem to have the same luster as it did maybe in for older generations. Yeah, we, we've watched it sort of as a family a, li- a few nights here and there. Um, it hasn't been, you know, must-watch must watch TV for us. Um, I have not bet on anything on the Olympics. Um, I, and I don't know if it's, you know, the, fa- the fans not being in the stadium or, or what it's been. It could be, you know, the same, it, a little bit of that it's in such a different time zone, right? So it's kind of hard to go through anything. You know, can't go, go through your Twitter feed, you know, Right. Without finding out who's the winner. And then it, you know, airs sort of in prime time and you're like, Oh, well, I kind of know who won already, or I know who didn't win. Um, you know, so that's been a, a little bit of a struggle, but we've watched, I've tried to, you know, have the, have the kids watch and there are certain sources. I think, you know, as my son and I watched the video of like the rock climbing championships, that was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't think I've ever seen that before, but much rock climbing and you know a couple other things you know with gymnastics and stuff but i yeah it hasn't been much it hasn't been must see tv um by any means could you could you imagine tuning into nbc right now and watching the men's 50 kilometer walk (laughs) that's a thing wait wait that's on i gotta yeah yeah 50 kilometer (laughs) walk and and the funny thing is though is i mean it it looks so unorthodox like, I think half these guys' knees are just going to, you know, fall off because it just doesn't look cohesive at all. But most of these people, like, walk, I'm air quoting people, like, a lot faster than, you know, the average person can run, uh, like, a marathon in. So it's it's quite, it's quite interesting in that regard. Huh. Well, all right. That's the Olympics, I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of the lower rated Olympics and I haven't looked at this at all, but I guess we'll see how the numbers come out. We wanted to talk a little bit about kind of pennant race time in MLB and check in on some of the win totals that we potted about all the way back in late March or very early April, something like that. Uh, we have some hilarious losses. Now, Neil, to be fair, you did force yourself to go over and under in every division. So I hope no one <laughs> assumed we were going to go 80%, 90% on these. I mean, 
it, it's just win totals are very hard, especially in a sport like baseball. There are so many variables, such a long season injuries happen. So temper expectations, but we did have some pretty hilarious losses. I think we had twins over. We had twins over. <laughs> I will say the twins over as much as the debacle that was that I, I remember saying, and I, I don't feel quite as bad because it's almost like a wash, but I had only played that because uh, I had also played Chicago White Sox over, but I backed off them being my top pick because Eloy Jimenez had just gone out. He crashed into the wall in spring training and he was, you know, listed as out for five weeks. Now Chicago has been fantastic. That one's looking great. Um, but Minnesota, what a dumpster fire. Um, I, I just, uh, I don't even know where to begin. I don't know how that happens from one season to the next. Yeah. It's gotta be probably one of the bigger fall off a of cliffs in recent memory. I mean, do, what did they win? Well, we can't really use last year. We could use winning percentage last year, I suppose. But uh, yeah, they, they are not. <laughs> if anybody is still holding on to a Twins over 88 and a half ticket, uh, they are, they're almost halfway there. Actually, no, they're a little over halfway there. But, in 100, but in 100 only, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Giants under. Kyle, you. You told me after the Giants had a hot start that this could be sustainable. And as a Giants fan, I was like, eh, I doubt it. Like, they'll probably fall back a little bit. They'll go on a losing streak. They might compete for a wild card, but I don't know that I necessarily see the team winning 90 games. And all they've done is hang on to the best record in baseball for quite a long time now. Uh, Do you want to say I told you so? I told you so. But, I mean, it was a pretty square take. Like, I won't lie. Like, I was looking at last year where we all, everybody on this pod right now, were kind of laughing at them. They got off to a rocky start, and then they just surged. Yeah. And, you know, they were one of the grittiest teams in that 50-game season. And I remember going into this year, I was like, hey, Matt, Giants over. Like, they've made some improvements, blah, blah, blah. Like, no need to go over it, but. I don't know. That's like my, I told you so. Cause I was just like, you know, they've, they've added pieces, you know, they're going to try to add more pieces. Cause you imagine if they got who the Dodgers got last week, that would be, you know, I don't think they'd be able to get caught at this point, but they just showed that, you know, with what they got, cause I don't know, maybe it's the managing there. There's something in the water there. Um, you know, fun to watch. Not always dominant, but they find a way to win. Well, Neil, what you talked about when you made the case for their under, you weren't really wrong. Like, it kind of happened. The the starting infield has been hurt for a decent chunk of the season. I mean, Belt's been hurt. Crawford was hurt and just recently came back. Longoria's been hurt forever. Listella's been hurt forever. And, I mean, I'm sure everyone saw Kevin Gosman turning into a Cy Young finalist, right? Yeah. Like what? Yeah. How did this happen? Yeah, I, I don't know how it happened, and I think that's what, and I think you know, sort of shame on me and sort of the teams that like I've always historically stayed away from. You know, Tampa. I've always stayed away from Tampa Bay. I've stayed away from Oakland because I just don't understand. And I think I got to put San Francisco in that in that mix that I just don't understand how this team has the best record. You know, in all of baseball, they don't do anything 
superbly well. They don't do anything terribly wrong. Um, they're just one of those teams. And even as we're you know sitting here now, they were down four nothing going into the ninth at Arizona. They've scored two runs. They have the bases loaded with nobody out. Wow. How's that so, Diamondbacks bullpen? Oh, my right. God. So, we'll see. I'll, I'll keep everybody abreast as to what's going on as I'm watching here. Posey just struck out, so you got one out now. But, um, but I just, they don't, they, there's nothing, you know, I think almost every other team that's, you know, leading their division, you can point to something on their team and say they do that better than, you know, certainly better than everyone else in their division. And they, you know, if not better than anyone else in the league um, or the tops in the leagues. And I, the giants would be the exception to that rule. Whereas there's nothing, there's no part of that team that you could say, I'd rather have this piece over, you know, over the Padres, over the Dodgers, over the Mets, you know, over some of these, over Milwaukee, you know, over some of these other teams. And it's yet, yet as you say, best record in baseball. I, I yeah. don't get it. Yeah, pretty incredible. Um, I know the Diamondbacks have just been a pile of hot trash this season, but this Merrill Kelly is a guy to, you know, keep an eye on for the rest of the season for sure. He's actually had a pretty nice year after a little bit of a rocky start, settled in pretty nicely. So that's a name to definitely remember if you're looking for some value down the stretch here. Uh, there's a few of your... Yeah, right on, right on cue, though, uh, just with those players you meant you mentioned, you know, being out, just funny. Crawford doubles the deep yeah. right, belt singles to right. So it's just it's just kind of funny the guys we just named being being out are now in and contributing and they'll probably win this game. It's crazy because they missed time and the team didn't miss a beat and now they're all coming back and they trade for Chris Bryant. And so I, I guess the two things, they've hit a ton of homers this season, way more than anybody would have projected, especially for that park. And the bullpen has been sensational. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that's And that's a pretty damn good recipe for – a very good team. So uh, there are some hanging in the balance, Neil. The Angels are right there over. The uh, Blue Jays are right there over. The Padres are right there over. I don't know. Do you want to pick one or two and just sort of briefly handicap it the rest of the way here? Yeah, I think what we talked a little bit, I think the Angels are a really interesting case study going out the rest of the year. Um, you know, and and really it's centers around uh, Shohei Otani, you know, and to say that the guy's got to be leading in the MVP race, but to what extent can you, you know, be an under five, potentially be an under 500 ball club um, and have the MVP come, you know, be on your team. So I think that there is, especially with the fact, you know, I think Trout's due back. I, last I heard, I thought they were targeting like a mid-August return, hopefully for Trout. Um, which will certainly bring some excitement, but I think there's, that's a team going for it and they only needed to be 500. I think it was 82 uh, was the win total on them. That's in their game above 500. Now that that's going to be a team sort of, I think is going to be a bit of a play on team here, um, especially if they could beat up some of these lower, you know, these lower hanging fruits, like they go in, they, you know, they won three out of four at Texas um, so far this week that I think, I think they're going to be a team that that can hit it just because if nothing else, you know, they need to play well for Otani to really make that MVP case. Um, he's going to pitch. I, I got to think he's going to pitch the rest of the season um, to where, you know, a team who's, you know, hovering around 500, who doesn't really have a playoff shot, you know, this would be a perfect guy. I think that you would, you'd probably shut down the pitching aspect. Um, but I got to think that he continues to pitch 
just to kind of build on what's, you know, on all us, he's been a historic season altogether, but to just kind of build um, on that. So I, there, certainly it's it's a close one, but I think that's they're going to be an interesting one, you know, to keep track of the rest of the season for sure. I mean, if you would have, if we would have said when we did the original pod, hey, Trout's going to miss three months and it's still going to have a chance to go over, you would have been like, how? Right. And, yep. uh, and here we are. So we'll see. They just need to scrap and hang in there a little while longer. So. All right, cool. Well, we'll keep track of the rest of those. Like I said, there's other ones that are close. Um, Cubs right now is close. They should tail off for sure after their fire sale at the deadline. Holy shit. Uh, Blue Jays is close. Padres is close. So we'll keep an eye on those. Let's take a quick break. We do want to come back and get into a little bit of NFL. So we'll do that here in just a sec. Okay, so some NFL talk here recording on August 5th. Like we said earlier, Hall of Fame game here is tonight. Neil, when we did our one-year anniversary pod, you talked about one of the tickets you're holding on to, and that was Devontae Smith receiving more receiving yards than Jalen Waddell. And I think the next day, Devontae Smith sprained his knee. Yeah, and I think it was – Joe, I think, was the one that pointed out you know, his, his, his high school uh, <laughs> body, um, you know, which, which he's, he wasn't wrong about clearly. Um, it is sort of just sort of the risk that you get into, you know, betting, betting things early. And, you know, one of the talking points I kind of had just more of a philosophical, uh, season win total bets, if that's what, you know, as we talk, start talking about sort of some win totals, um, personally, I, I do not have a single bet on an over. Um, and the reason for that at this point is and I think you know the perfect case you know study for that is going to be what's happening to the Colts right now if you look at the Colts you know if we were doing this pod a week ago and we could you know have someone out there touting Colt you know Colts over 10 um, you know if you had that ticket in your hand at the time I struggled to find at that point what's your what's your risk to that number moving higher and missing out Right. Maybe your VIG moves a little bit. You know, you go from a minus 110 to a minus 120. You know, if something happens, you know, a Tannehill goes down or someone in your conference, you know, quarterback wise gets hurt. You know, your VIG might move, but I, something major has to happen for that, you know, nine and a half to move up to 10 to move up to 10 and a half. So, really, all you're holding then is downside risk, right? Carson Wentz gets hurt. You, you know, offensive lineman comes down with same injury, you know, the, that number's off the board right now, you know, but it's not coming back at nine and a half. You know, I, your guys last pod was great. And thank you for the service that you did. Um, but it, it's not coming back at nine and a half, regardless of how valuable, invaluable you think Carson Wentz is. Um, San Francisco just tied the game up, by the way. Oh, uh, wow. In the top of the ninth, they're still batting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but your upside risk is minimal compared to what your downside risk is. So, so I, as a as just sort of a rule of thumb, will wait. If I'm looking at over plays that I like, they're not going to be bet until, you know, right around towards the end of that the, our last preseason game here. I'll jump in because I'm not – there's no risk really in the upside risk, right? whereas your downside risk is massive, right? Tom Brady tires his ACL – that line's not coming back at 12. It's dropping two games, two and a half games, right? At the same point, 
Tampa Bay's line. There's nothing Tampa Bay could do to make, to make you say, oh, my God, we have, you know, a book's got to take Tampa Bay's win total from 12 to 13, right? That At this point, that's not happening. These season win totals came out in May, right? It's not moving up. The market is settled, and they accept that what do you not know is downside risk. So I currently only have three. I have three underplays right now that I actually have tickets on. The overs will come in, you know, as long as everyone makes it out of training camp healthy, because that's where your downside risk is, you know, when you're talking about season win totals. Makes sense. I mean, and Kyle, you can kind of talk about the fantasy angle to what Neil just said, too. There's a reason people draft closer to the start of the season, because, I mean, guys get hurt in camp and in the preseason. It's just you hope there's no ACLs or anything serious like that. Devontae Smith, knee sprain he's going to be fine. Like it's not ideal. You'd prefer to have that not happen, but it's not like he's going to miss extended time during the regular season due to that. But I mean, what Neil's saying makes sense. I mean, you can, there's more downside during this time than there is upside. Yeah, absolutely. Neil pick one of those unders. We'll save a couple. Cause we've got all all of August talk about football, pick one of those unders yeah. and make the case for it. So I'm not going to do, we, we talked about the last pod where did we talked about Philadelphia under still like that under um, I, the one that I've got, the other one that I have, I've got Atlanta under seven and a half. Um, there's a few things that sort of led me to this. So a, if you just look at, you know, previous years, la- you know, last year was a mess. It was, a, you know, they went four and 12. But even if you go back two years ago and three years ago, these were they were seven and nine teams in each in 2018, 2019. Um, and that's when they in two years where they had their offense clicking. Right. You had Julio in his prime um, and, you know, you had your the running back tandems when you had Freeman and Coleman running behind with Matt Ryan. You had some really good offensive teams and they still only got to seven and nine. And that's when, you know, to be honest, like that's when, you know, Tampa Bay was a bit of a dumpster fire. Carolina still was a very mediocre team. I mean, I think that the case could be made that this is going to be the worst team in the NFC South. Um, So at seven and a half, their schedule does not set up well. The NFL did not do them any favors, even though we're up to a 17 game season, you know, they only have seven home games. Right. Yeah, that's right. They have a London game, right? They have a London. They have a home London game. Um, so I don't know how in Atlanta, who has you know a beautiful stadium that turns out a, a great crowd every week, how you only get seven games at your home field. But you've got they've only got seven home games all season. Um, you know that just doesn't do you any favors in elite and in, in the NFC where you. You know, I think there's a case to be made that Carolina is going to be better than you um, as a team. And Carolina could give you really could give you fits. And we know how good Tampa Bay um, is going to be. And, you know, New Orleans is still a very good team. So Atlanta is my my one under um, that I've got right now. Kyle, your thoughts? I take Atlanta under. Um, I mean, what did they really do in the offseason? Everyone's getting older. What have they done since the Super Bowl? I don't know. They're not an impressive team. Defense will probably still suck. Offense will be sporadic. Um, yeah, I mean, I can get on board that. Um, you have a new, you have a new coach in Arthur Smith that comes over, you know, from Tennessee, mm-hmm. who's 
you had a good, uh, you know, had a good offense, but you don't have the Tennessee pieces on offense that you do, right? You've got Calvin Ridley who had some injury issues last year. You need to figure out how to integrate Kyle Pitts. I think that's going to be very unique uh, as, you know, as touted and as, as good as he is, but you don't have a very good offensive line. You lost your cent, you know, you couldn't refine your cent, their center, um, you know, they're, they're bringing in Mike Davis from Carolina last year, who was only playing because McCaffrey got hurt. So Mike Davis is going to be your lead back. So, I mean, Mike Davis is a very, you know, very big downgrade from Derrick Henry. I just don't see how this team, you know, goes eight, and nine, you know, and comes close to 500. Yeah, there's a few things that come to mind. I know they were really poor last season in one-score games. I think they were – I'm looking at it right now. They were two and eight in one-score games last season. Now, you can spin that a couple different ways, and people will do that. Some will say, okay, well, that's kind of unlucky. They're 0 and 4 in games decided by three points or less. Like Some of that could be chalked up to luck, field position, fumbles, turnovers that – can be a little bit fluky sometimes, things like that. So on one hand, you could say, okay, if that regresses a little bit, you know, to the mean, then that could be a couple more wins. At the same time, you could also look at those and say, okay, well, is there a reason for that? Is there something about this team that is not clutch? Their defense can't get a stop. And I think those are both very valid questions. How old is Matt Ryan now? He's like 38. Yeah, he's he's not getting any younger. So, like, is anyone surprised when Matt Ryan throws a brutal interception with the game in the balance? No. No. Is anyone surprised when their defense can't get a stop on third down to prevent a team from going and kicking a game-winning field goal against them? No. So they were only thirty-six. Yeah, they were dead last in in passing defense last year, and I don't see that they did thing to address you know to really go in out go out and address that issue no and the reason for that is because because they couldn't this team was in brutal salary cap uh just purgatory because of the previous general manager uh some bad signings some bad draft picks some bad contracts given i think they're there i know there's a dead cap hit on julio because they traded him after june 1st so Hmm. yeah you can't really improve that until you get cap space and draft picks and they didn't really have either of those because they used the number four pick on a freaking tight end. So yeah, it's, it's not looking good for the foreseeable future in Atlanta. I think Matt Ryan might have like one of the worst quarterback cap hits over the next couple of seasons because of the way they spread that money around. So um, this is a team that if they get hurt does not have good depth, especially on defense. And so I, I agree with you, Neil. There's a case to be made that they will probably be the last place team in that division. Now, what was their record last season? Four and four and twelve. And now the win total is set at seven and a half. So, I mean, the question I have oftentimes with a lot of win totals is how much are expectations already baked in? Like, I mean, of course, you know, right. th- that's quite a movement over what they finished last season. So, that's an interesting yeah, one. It- yeah, I mean, I think, you know, a lot to your point, you know, I think we all remember there was that Dallas game, I think that right before oh. Dak got hurt, yeah. right, they should have taken care of. So if you want to give them, the, you know, if you want to give them that and to say that that was luck, but, you know, they also lost the three-point game at the Chargers, and there's no one worse at one-score games than Anthony Lynn, maybe in the history of football. So 
what a three point win for the Chargers probably should have been, you know, a 25 point victory for the Chargers with a non Anthony Lynn coach team. Dan Quinn versus Anthony Lynn was a (laughs) a clash of the Titans in hindsight. Dear God. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Um, Falcons under. I think that will be that will definitely be one that generates some discussion. So, uh, what else do we want to talk about here? Let's just go a few more minutes on the NFL. Kmart, what do you got? What do you want to talk about with football here? You can get Niners over ten. <laughs> Lock it in. Oh no! But um, you know, to, to give out an under. About yeah, why Texans, not? Texans under five because. <laughs> How the hell are they going to even win three games? I mean, I don't care if they have Watson. I don't care if they have Hurts. I don't care if they have Kevin Cox throwing dimes out there. Like, this team, shit. <laughs> they were terrible last year. Um, With so yeah, Watson. I like, I like that under. I also like the Cardinals over eight because – it's kind of a big year for both Cliff Kingsbury and that little man that likes to run chicken legged or whatever, but they both, I mean, after last year starting what six and two and going two and six, or maybe it was six and three and two and five. I don't remember, but I mean, they both need to finish over 500. Otherwise Cardinals are probably going to be looking at an upgrade, maybe getting rid of the coach quarter, like who knows? Um, so yeah. See, but Kmart, let me ask you a question. If you're because this is this is your division, right? Because you're the Niners, you're the Niners guy. If if you have Arizona going over, who goes under then in that division? Somebody somebody has to. Who that, that division from top to bottom is so good that they can't all if you got San Francisco, who by the way, I I would begrudgingly agree with you, I think, that there's a lot of you know. They're back. They're going to be back. I think they're going to be very, very good. But you can't have. I don't think you can't have San Francisco and Arizona, and then oh. think what the other two because the other two teams are very, very good. Both playoff yeah. teams last and, season. And, and hey, and look at last year. Good. We would have been like good. Niners are going back to the Super Bowl, and I mean, who? But then how do you have Arizona? Like you have, you're taking then the the least experienced, the least pedigreed team to go over in a in a conference that I think they're the worst they're the worst in so what like go eight go nine wins are they go what are they going within the division are they going three and three honestly the division is going to be so tough I mean whoever can somehow win four games go four and two is going to be the class because they're probably all going to be three and three they're going to be completely agreed um but no I mean I'm not saying the Cardinals are going to win 11, but I sure as fuck like them to win 11 more than the Seahawks or the Rams. So I know that much. Uh, Russell Wilson isn't getting any younger. He he battles, plays through injuries. Um, he's not young anymore. Just takes one blindside hit and look at the issues they've had on the line. Still don't have great running game. Uh Receiver, yeah, the receiving core is pretty stout. Defense is back, but I mean, you, I don't know. It's kind, of, it's kind of contrarian or just more of a gut feeling. Uh, Rams, Rams to me can be pretty good or pretty bad. I, I really don't have a take on them, so I, 
when I was saying this earlier, where I kind of like both of them to go over, I kind of knew one of you would say something similar. NFC West is tough, man. Uh, I, the only thing I know is that the projected order that people put out all these magazines, all these websites is probably not going to be how it finishes. I think it's because Neil, you make great points. Like these teams, they can't all go over. I mean, you had the Rams three and Seahawks. I mean, there's no can they? three of these teams can't, can't be in the playoffs. It almost happened. Or I guess maybe it was last year. They were talking about it because of the new, uh, whatever it was called. Like uh, the the extra playoff team, wild card game, yeah. Team. I want to look at what all the win totals are right now. I just want to see ten and a half Seahawks. I mean, pretty much the Rams, Seahawks, and Niners are all at ten and a half. So there's no. It's just not mathematically possible for them to go all over. I mean, it it is, but they're just going to have to be really good out of division. I mean, I think the NFC West does. I think they do play the NFC South this year or the AFC South. Right. I could be wrong, but I think they are going to get to play Houston, Jacksonville. They do, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm looking. I mean, I'm looking at San Francisco's schedule right now. They're out of conference, so they got they have an at Detroit, at Philly. At Chicago, at Jacksonville, at Cincinnati, at Tennessee. Niner, for me, the Niners are tough because it's my thing with a lot of the win totals is what people expect is kind of baked in already. Like the Niners won how many games last year, Kyle? Six. Six. And yeah. now it's at 10 and a half. Like, so yeah, of course, everyone's expecting yeah, them to bounce back. But I, are off the field. But do we know they stay healthy again this year? I mean, this is a team that's anybody, then you might as well play the under on every single team. I disagree. I think the Niners have been one of the more injured teams and there could be a reason for that. I don't know. They've had more injuries than many other teams the last couple of years. Why is that? Have they figured out what the cause is there? Yeah, I think they've got rid of a lot of the players, too. I mean, Mr. Goodwin receiving core. I mean, look at our receiving core before really this year. Last year, I, I mean, mean no Debo's injury prone last year, but it's no reason to believe he can't stay healthy. I mean, he got the Jones fracture last year and he rushed back. I mean, they should have sat his ass for another two weeks and they would have wouldn't have had to worry about his hamstring. I mean, what happens when you when you cater to one injury, you're going to pull the left side of your ass like it, it's all no knowledge, but people want to help. You know, you can't blame a kid for wanting to get out there after his rookie season and seeing his team sucks, wanting to be out there for one of those jackass quarterbacks. I feel like it's a lot to ask. Well, we got plenty of time in August to debate the Niners win total. That'll definitely be one of the the more highly debated ones here, uh, at least on our show. So, all right, we've got, like I said, we've got pl- a few more weeks to talk NFL. Uh, if people watch the Hall of Fame game tonight, maybe just watch the first series and then find something else to watch because it's not going to be very exciting. So, all right, thanks, guys. Good show. Good show, baby. Of yeah, 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 yeah. This is Fade You.